Blog Talk Radio. Good morning, my friends. Welcome to You Are Okay with Blog Talk Radio. This is Mara, and uh, I had expected that my co-host, uh, Bob, would be back from Africa and would be a part of the program, and so I did not ask for Brian to help me today, and um, I think that right now perhaps the first thing we should do is listen to the words of this song, Be Still Thy Soul. The last five minutes have been just amazing for me. I began feeling that pump, beat, beat, beat of me, me, me. How could Bob not call in? How could Bob do this? And now I wonder, is Bob okay? And I think that perhaps the reason all of this happened today was not for me to do a show alone that I hadn't planned to do alone. Bear with me. Although that might be part of it. There are no accidents. But also, for me to say something that I've recognized for a long time that many of us deny. And that is that we know when we're starting to get upset way before we get to the explosion point. We don't practice, be still, my soul. We allow our human spirit to come in and overcome all of our nature, our divine nature of love. And our humanness takes over. And we start feeling pressed and afraid and unsafe and angry comes from all that. Fear is a powerful, powerful emotion. And it can drive us into doing exactly what today's program is about. Saying one thing and doing another. Doing one thing and that is loving and then while you're doing it, saying something unloving. So, this morning, we are starting off with me having a reminder that something must be up with Bob. This is not normal for Bob to not call in and to not connect. So, I'd like us all right now, this moment, to join our thoughts and send good wishes to Bob. That no matter where he is or what he's doing, that he's safe. And that the reason he didn't call is because he's so exhausted from Africa that he slept through it. Or that he's having such a wonderful time with friends that he laughed through the program. Or that he just simply forgot in the nature of human beings. But that he is safe, sound, and secure right now. Let's breathe in together and breathe in as we do the words, I am enough. Breathing in, pulling the air up through your body. I am enough. And blowing the air out, I want you to say, I am loved. Breathing in through your nose, I am enough. Breathing out through your mouth, I am loved. Pulling the air in, refreshing your body with your air. Pull it up, ignite your senses and feel the wonder of that breath that's yours. This is your third breath and you are now starting to open yourself up to a connection with all that is. And now in this state, let us send good wishes around this planet for Bob and for all others who have forgotten or missed an appointment now. That those who are disappointed because they don't get the benefit of the presence of that person, nevertheless recognize in themselves the human tension that comes And know that they, that person, you and I, have control over whether we let that 
take over the moment and take us to less than our higher selves, or we don't. Today, I vote no. Now, suppose I miss the mark. Suppose I do feel angry later, or suppose I do... Suppose I was on this air and I was so angry I was doing a Howard Stern and lashing out here and lashing out there. You know what, folks? You still get the next moment. You still get to go on. You still get to keep trying for your higher self. It's over. It's done. Whatever negative we do is over and done. And we have an opportunity to begin again. Now, what's so very interesting for me is as I'm sitting here looking at this switchboard, I see that we have 54 minutes. It seems like it said 54 minutes for an interminable period of time. Maybe my switchboard froze. Nope, it just changed. So every minute is going to be very long today. And every minute of our lives is probably longer than most of us recognize. It really is. I think that we cut or clip minutes. We have sound bites that are minutes. Have you ever thought about that? That there can be a sound bite in one minute that can convey this huge volume of information simply by the way it's framed and presented. Seldom is any single newscast uh, item longer than two minutes if you have some film, maybe three or five, probably not. It's amazing what can be crammed in a very, very short period of time. Or perhaps that time is longer than we realize. Perhaps a minute is long enough to change your thinking. A minute is long enough to quell an uneasy spirit. A minute is long enough to reach your hand out and grab the hand of the person beside you in love. A minute is long enough to passionately kiss your partner. A minute is long enough to look out and see the sun shining through the trees and to recognize the glistening energy that nature has to share with us. I've said all that in one minute. Amazing, amazing how much can go into a minute if we slow our thinking down and truly, truly embrace the minute. So today we are going to have 51 more very long minutes, I suspicion. And we will try to go through the routine that Bob and I do or that Brian and I did when Bob wasn't here, starting first about what's been going on. What's been going on for me is really, really interesting. I have been um, negotiating a new ordinance. And, you know, whenever change comes about, everyone gets afraid. And what's interesting is there's a fear on both sides of change. The person who is the agent of change, who did what they were asked to do by their employer, fears has a certain component or connection to what they did. So they don't want to change that because it's perfect. And then you have on the other side, of course, people who are seeing that things are changing. They're not going to be or they don't appear to be facially the way they are, even though the goal was to make them the way they are. So you can have all of this fear and it all comes to the table. So if you can imagine, it's kind of like the knights of the round table, everyone sitting around the table and everyone wanting to have what they have already. So the agent of change wants to keep the change as they are and the people on the other side want to have things feel more comfortable. Probably the best lesson I learned in this is there are a lot of ways to say what needs to be said if you're truly keeping things the way they are. That you don't have to feel threatened and intimidated and worried about 
and I have a caller calling in. I hope that is my friend. I think it may be my friend Brian. Good morning. Good morning, Mara. How are you? Oh, Brian, thank you. <laughs> I'm okay. Did you hear me rambling there, <laughs> talking about my day, but in my week? But actually, it has been good. Thank you for joining me. I I ended up in a situation where I was down to the minute and couldn't call Corona because it was on the phone connected to the switchboard. So thank you, Brian, very much. You're welcome. Thank you. So anyway, what I was saying is, go ahead, I'm sorry. I was just going to say I was listening to your opening and I noticed that Bob wasn't saying anything, so I figured he wasn't available. Yes, something happened. So let's pray that he's well and safe. And thank you okay. so much for calling. Thank you. I uh, I was just explaining to the listeners that I have spent my week uh, at the negotiation table for the most part. And uh, it's been a very interesting experience because um, I've found that getting to yes does not have to be uh, an unsafe thing. And that when you're talking with someone, when you really listen to what they're saying, many times you'll say, well, of course, and you're right, this doesn't say what you you need to have said. Let me see what I can do. And just being open to listening to another person really, really uh, moves relationships in, in giant steps. And so that's what I've spent my week doing. How about you? Um, <clears throat> for me, yeah. I mean, I've I've spent my week really just getting in tune with myself and trusting in myself. And like you're talking about, just believing in yourself and not having to, maybe the way to say it is not to have like an agenda, if you will. I mean, I have preferences yeah. and I there's certain things that I'm going to do throughout my week and I'm just going to do them. And if people don't like them, as long as I'm not hurting someone else, then they're, they're, you know, they're allowed to not like what I'm doing. But I don't have to, you know, push my agenda on them and make them come along with me. Or if they don't agree with what I'm doing, say, am I doing the right thing? You know, just just completely trusting in myself and being at peace in that. Yeah. And, I and that, you know what, that's, yeah, me too. I mean, I I felt real comfortable that I was supposed to try to capture uh, in these negotiations and in my writing, what, how things were. And so I didn't need to feel bad if I didn't completely do it because I had a chance to do it. It's the same thing, just relaxing and not in the moment and, and not worrying about other people's expectations, but just getting things done. I, I don't know. You know, I, I think that's a, that's a good statement. So what's it like down in Corona? Oh, it's beautiful today. Absolutely gorgeous. I don't know what temperature it is, but it's nice and cool. It's gorgeous here today gonna, too. I'm gonna get. I'm guessing it's gonna probably get into the mid 80s by the by the afternoon. Yeah, it's supposed to be 90 here today, so we'll see. But you know what? It's amazing. After some, this 90 this year doesn't feel as hot as 90s in past years. So it, it should be a lovely day. I yeah. so appreciate your joining me uh, today. Would you uh, be so kind as to lead us in a centering exercise? Sure. Do you mind? Uh, did you like the pro the music uh, meditation stations pool of the soul? I played that last time behind you. You may not even notice, but uh, it I seems like it's, it's a nice good. Then I'll start that. And uh, before we begin the centering uh, exercise, uh, today's program is uh, is about did I just say that and then do this? And, and what we say encompasses so many things. And I wanted to share with you a quote from Majima Nikaya. Abandoning gossip, he abstains from gossip. He speaks at the right time, speaks what is fact, speaks on what is good, speaks on the Dhamma and the discipline. At the right time, he speaks such words as are worth recording, reasonable, moderate, and beneficial. That's probably our goal. So as we do our centering exercise uh, today, let us listen fully to the wonderful words that Brian is sharing and pull into ourselves their spirit. Thank you, Brian. Okay, I want everybody who's listening and hearing my voice right now to 
get into a comfortable position with your back straight. I want you to continue to start to breathe into the nose and out of the mouth. And every time you breathe in deeply into the nose and out of the mouth, you feel yourself relax more and more. And if there's any tension in your body as you scan through your body, you start to release that tension from that place as you breathe into it. You take your attention to that space and breathe air into that part of your body. And you feel, as you breathe into that part of your body, all the tension just go away. And you feel relaxed. And as you continue to breathe into the nose and out of the mouth, you continue to scan your body starting down at your feet. And as you feel your feet, just breathe into them, releasing all tension. And as you move up into your ankles and calves, you feel for any tension. And if you feel tension, breathe into that space giving a healing breath into that area. And as you continue to breathe and move up your body scanning, you move higher into your knees. And once again, if you feel any tension or pain, breathe this healing, wonderful energy of your breath into that area. Feeling that become more relaxed and healed. And as you continue to scan higher and higher, you move, up, you move up into the thighs. And as you move higher, you continue to breathe in and out, sending that breath into that area. And as you move higher, scanning, feeling relaxed so far in your lower body, you move higher into your pelvis area, your hips, in your buttocks. And as you breathe in, you send the air as you breathe out into that area, relaxing, relaxing, relaxing. And as you continue to scan up through your body, feeling in your stomach and lower abdomen, you breathe in and sending healing energy to your stomach. And as you continue to move up, go higher into the stomach, into the solar plexus. And once again, you breathe in and breathe out, sending your breath to that part of your body, relaxing even more. And as you move up higher, you're now in your lungs and heart. And breathe in and send the air to your heart. And as you start to breathe into the heart, you feel even more relaxed. And you feel that you're sending this wonderful healing energy into the heart being sent out through all of your vessels, through the blood, into every part of your body, sending this wonderful healing energy all throughout your whole body. Take another deep breath and send more air into the heart. And now you feel these healing energies moving up your shoulders and down into your arms, sending it all the way through your arms to your hands and into your fingertips, and back up through, moving everywhere through your whole body. 
And as you continue higher, scanning higher into your shoulders, continuing to breathe. You now breathe into your shoulders. If there's any tension in the muscle, you let it go. And as you move higher into your throat, you once again take a deep breath and send this breath into your throat chakra. Feeling your throat relax, becoming calm and at peace. And as you move up higher, you move up higher into your throat and into your mouth and into your jaw. If you feel any tension in your lower cheeks and in your jaw, breathe into that. Relax it more. Letting go. And as you continue higher, up into your cheeks and into your eyes and nose, just let go as you breathe in, feeling all the tension go feeling your, your jaw start to drop as it becomes more relaxed. And as you continue to breathe in and out, moving up, scanning higher into your forehead, if you feel any tension in your forehead, as you breathe into it, you feel all the tension go as you relax. And now you move up to the top of your head. And as you get there, you feel so relaxed and so wonderful. As you take another deep breath into the nose, out to the mouth, extending it up to the top of your head. And now take your attention as you continue to breathe into the nose and out to the mouth back into your lungs and heart. And I want you to notice if you feel any places in your body that still feel tense. If you do, breathe into that place. Sending it once again, the loving, healing energy of your breath into the nose, Sending it to that place, out of the mouth. And as we take a few more deep breaths in and out, scanning for any last tension that might you might be feeling anywhere in the body. sending our breath to those places, becoming completely relaxed, feeling completely safe and comfortable. And now as we take our last few breaths, feeling completely relaxed, I want you to take your attention once again to the top of your head. And this time we're going to take a really deep breath in. And as we take this breath in, I want you to keep your focus at the top of your head. And when we let this breath go, I want you to feel yourself sending your air all the way from the top of your head, all the way down, 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 down. To your feet, taking care to move your attention through your whole body in the one breath all the way down. So taking a deep breath, as deep as you can, and let it out scanning through the body. And I 
want you to do this one more time, but this time taking the focus to you, the bottom of your feet. And once again, as you take a deep breath into the nose, and as you breathe out, sending healing breath through your feet, all the way through your body, up, 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 all the way to the top of your head, taking care to move your attention all the way through, feeling, sending this energy all the way up, taking a deep breath, and send the energy. Take another breath. I want you once again to focus in on your lungs and your heart. And continue to breathe deeply into the nose and out of the mouth. And I want you now to be in a place of gratitude, thanking your lungs and your heart for helping you to produce these wonderful breaths of healing energy. Feeling so much love for this ability and this gift of life through your breath that you've been given. Continuing to breathe, feeling all the love exuding through you as you remain in this place of gratitude and appreciation. Let us reach out our right arm, and as we do so, take this new energy, this refreshed energy that is our breath, that is coming from aligned chakras, from the divining rod that is connected to the universe, so that every breath is fear-free, it is creative breath, it is healing breath, it is loving breath, it is forgiving breath, it is manifesting, and it is reuniting with the all that is, with love, God, Allah, Yahweh, the great spirit, the be all and end all. And feel that energy now coursing through your right arm and out across your right palm. Feel your fingers becoming alive as you reach to connect with the energy of those who are listening now, leaving room for those who will listen later. Now reach out your left arm and feel that same energy now going down your arm. But this time, as you feel it go across your palm, you feel the electric charge of the union with all the spirits, with all the love, with all that is. And now let us send loving, caring, healing, fearfully safe, creative thoughts to the world. Let us ask and inspire people to set aside their fears by our words and deeds so that they can look beyond the box and be creative. And in that creativity, is the serum for healing our world of its anti-love and when we can get past being afraid to love then we can truly forgive and then we will manifest peace and open ourselves to union with the be all that is at all times. Guide us today as we move forward, working to align our words and deeds, and remembering always that a minute is a very long time. A minute is long enough to lose it and get it back. 
You can lose who you are, your highest self, and reclaim yourself in the next second. Let's remember that and not bind ourselves to those times that are past where we weren't our highest self. And instead, keep our eye on the ball, remembering the creative power and healing energy that we are sharing now. We are not alone. We ask this in the name of all that is. Namaste, my friends. Thank you very much, Brian. Thank you very much. You're welcome. I would like to tell other callers, if you'd like to call in as we're talking today about how uh, if we talk love with our words and we don't live that with our deeds, then we need to look about some sort of realignment. We get our chakras out of alignment, for want of a better word. We kind of put a kink in the hose, the divining rod, with love, and so we don't get the full benefit of, of connecting because we, first of all, don't forgive ourselves for bad words. And, or bad deeds, and secondly, because we trap ourselves in those and we don't look to how the two need to be aligned. If you'd like to talk on our topic today, it's 646-595-3584. I um, wanted to share a quote from Paul T. that as long as you have not realized the great principle that permeates all. It is essential that speech and actions should support each other. Do not hold to the intellectual understanding of others. Turn the light of awareness back to the root, and it is not there at all. It is not at all in what others think, but instead, the light is inside you, and the peace is inside you from aligning your chakras, your words and deeds. So, Brian, I know that this is kind of a, a surprise topic today since you and I didn't get a chance to talk. I, I'm comfortable that you have things to say because you certainly do align your words and deeds. I thought that I might start with the four agreements because to me, the four agreements are such an interesting concept because in them we learn to set aside our need to be right. The four agreements. Be impeccable with your word. Speak with integrity. Say only what you mean. Avoid using the word to speak against yourself or to gossip about others. Use the power of your word in the direction of truth and love. Don't take anything personally. That's that me, 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 me drum that I was talking about at the beginning of the program, my friends. You know, oh, what's that? You know, first looking at everything from the perspective of our ego. Don't take anything personally. Nothing others do is because of you. What others say and do is a projection of their own reality, their own dream. When you are immune to the opinions and actions of others, you won't be the victim of needless suffering. I think that's what Brian was talking to us about a few moments ago. That he walked to his own drum this week and was comfortable doing that and didn't take it personally when other people might not understand his acting that way. Don't make assumptions. Find the courage to ask questions and to express what you really want. Communicate with others as clearly as you can to avoid misunderstandings, sadness, and drama. With just this one agreement, you can completely transform your life. Don't fill in the gaps, my friend. Don't think you know what someone else is thinking or doing or feeling. If you need to know, ask them. Always do your best. Your best is going to change from moment to moment. It will be different when you are healthy as opposed to sick. Under any circumstance, simply do your best and you will avoid self-judgment, self-abuse, and regret. I'm not quite convinced that you will necessarily avoid those things 
if you've done your best unless you truly are immune to what other people think and your thoughts, your assumptions about what they're thinking. So I think that you can see in these four agreements, there's kind of a roadmap to aligning our words and deeds so that there's peace. And simply put, be impeccable with your word. Don't take anything personally. Don't make assumptions. And always do your best. A roadmap to peace. So with that, um, I'm sorry, Brian, go ahead. A roadmap to love. Yes. That is what loving is. is Yes. When you make an assumption, you're really creating something that's not there. That's what assuming is. It's filling in the blanks, yeah. if you will. And when you do that, you're perceiving something that you want to see that might not, and usually it's not even there. And so just like what that was saying and what Margo was saying, was that when we want to know something, ask. And when you ask, yes. come from a place of having no idea what they're going to say. Because, again, if you say, oh, I'm going to ask this question, but I have an idea of what the response is going to be, you're still assuming. Come on from a place of wonder as to what they're going to say. And when you do this, you leave yourself completely open to learning in that moment. Because if you ever have anything in your mind filled in, saying this is what's going to happen, you, you fill the place that you've already filled in your mind of what you think is going to be, and now you can't learn in that space that's been already filled. It's like what the many Zen monks have talked about when he, he comes to them and says, that's teaching me everything that you that you know, and he starts to, to take his coffee and, or his tea and fill the cup, and it keeps overflowing, and the, the student says, stop, the cup is overflowing, and the master says, you know, empty your cup, and then we can, you can start to learn. You have to empty your mind of what you think you already know and take that moment as a brand new moment, never, ever been walked upon, and learn from it. And that truly is what life is about in every moment. Because no two moments are the same, and every moment is new. And if we get back to being like children, living from our curiosity, looking forward to learning something new in every moment, we will find just that. And we will and we will find so much peace in that and love in that as our curiosity, which is our nature, the human nature, will be fulfilled in every moment. Yes, yes. It's interesting on the topic of assumptions because um, I'm... I I have some heightened sixth senses, and one of those is I'm a bit of an empath. I think that when people hear that you're you have some sort of empathic ability, they think uh, like things are projected on TV. In some instances, I like the medium because that was probably the most real thing. Uh, every time you touch someone, you don't necessarily know what they're thinking or feeling and every time you walk in the room you don't necessarily know what people are thinking or feeling and as this new TV program The Mentalist shows sometimes we all just walk in a room and we know what people are thinking or feeling because it's manifested by their behavior and by their actions and and I distinguish manifestation of, of how people are feeling by their actions from what an empath is. Uh, an empath actually and I don't understand why, on occasion, sometimes more more often than not, will feel something about another person uh, that the person most of the time is very acutely aware of but doesn't know what to do uh, with it or uh, is acting the opposite. I don't, there's no psychological evaluation. I don't know why I feel any more than I know why my grandpa could touch people and physically heal them, I don't know why I can at times feel the emotions that people are having. And they manifest themselves in my own body 
exactly as they're feeling them, which is not a pleasant thing. But what is interesting about that is when I was very new to to being uh, empathic and feeling this, and I guess if my grandpa were talking to me right now, he would say maybe on some level I, I can help heal people's spirits. I can help pull out that pain and anguish that they're feeling. And so when I was new at learning all of this, uh, you know, I would lay my hands on people and they would, you know, hold my hands and we could feel this magnetic course of energy that we all are, were feeling this morning when we put our arms out there together. And as we were exchanging this energy, I was pulling that negative feeling that they had, the fears, it was generally fears, I would be able to circle right in for whatever reason in my mind. It was like I was, I felt it physically and then I could suddenly visualize this, this core discontent that they were having. I can't explain it any other way. It's, it's kind of like it, it almost hangs there as a dark spot in a light background at times different colors, but I could just, I could hone in on that and I could see it and I could pull it away. I mean, literally, I could feel it coming toward me, going up my hands, going up my hands, and then suddenly here I am, and I didn't know that I should have been wearing a golden shield and all the stuff that people who have um, six heightened six senses know about. And so I would like pull this stuff into my body and then I would have to work my way out of it over the next several days. But when I finally would work out of it, I would be in a wonderful, wonderful place. But I quickly came to realize that 90, that although the first couple of times I had to work my way out of it, the majority of the time I didn't have to. And I thought, wow, what's that about? And then I came to recognize that in a matter of five minutes, most people had pulled it all right back into themselves. They reassumed control over their emotional malaise, their discontent, because they took it back because they were more comfortable in that malaise, in their norm, than in feeling free of it. Even though when they looked at me and they were just vibrant, with the energy of love and they thought this is wonderful it is such a steady kind of leeching albatross right there ready to come back and somehow convince them they don't they're worthy of being happy and so they would reassume it and it would glom right back onto them now in those instances i I felt sad for them, but I still had the blessing of knowing that I have reached out and tried. Um, And so this assumption thing, it has a lot of rules to it. And one of them is that whole area that Brian just so articulately discussed dealing with filling in the gaps when and you don't really know what it is. And the other component is what I just described, which is we need to ask ourselves, Why do we want to fill in the gaps negatively? Why are we sometimes, as human beings, more comfortable in the uh, discomfort? Does that sound okay, Brian? Does what I just said make sense? Uh, Yes, it did. Yeah, you you did put it all together nicely. Um, I was was going to uh, kind of expound upon that story that you gave on why they went mm-hmm. right back to feeling it again within five minutes or so. Um, it's it's kind of like the story that Jesus tells us in the Bible about, um, you know, if, if a man is hungry and you give him a fish, well, you've satisfied him for a meal. But if you teach the man to fish, then he can handle it himself. And so yeah. I noticed that I'm very empathic myself as well. And I used to, you know, if someone had a headache or something, I would do exactly what you did where I could feel Mm -hmm. the energies. And I I wouldn't take it into me. I would just feel it in my hand and then I'd release it right away. Mm -hmm. I do that. If I ever do this now, I do it that way too. But, yeah, I know what you're saying. And I started to realize that that was me, like you just said, taking it from that person. And that doesn't help the person to realize why it happened or how to get rid of it themselves. And so now when someone, right. when, when someone wants to be healed, if you will, 
I stated to my higher self, you know, uh, use me as a vessel to send this energy to them, whatever the energy yeah. is that they need, and then they can work with that energy within inside themselves and transmute it within themselves. Because no one can heal you, only you can heal yourself. Exactly. So that is beautiful. I, yes. No, you're exactly right. I, there are the two or three people, first of all, to be at a place where you you want to be healed means that you've gone through all of the steps to be to that place in any event. And then it's no accident that you would be in the presence of someone who could help you go to the next step. And uh, the two or three people, and that's a very low number in the number that I touched, um, who were able to move forward, it's miraculous. They, they still talk about that. But the only reason they were able to move forward is for exactly what Brian said. See, the answer wasn't in me. The answer was in them. Always. And it's always in them. And that's why I don't touch people very often anymore. I mean, not that I wouldn't if I was called on. But uh, I don't touch people often anymore. Instead, I try to teach them to get to a place where they can let go on their own. They don't need an intermediary. And so I still am drawn to people who, who are in pain. I still feel pain. And, uh, but... I don't try to cure pain anymore. Does that make sense, what I'm saying? It's not that I wouldn't if I felt that I needed to. I would know. There is a distinction. I would have a sense that I should intervene. Instead, I try to to help affirm who they are so they can move forward on their journey. We're talking about rather esoteric stuff here and... um, you know, I always I always say to people that I'm a, a lawyer, so no one can say I'm crazy, uh, mm-hmm. because because uh, <laughs> <you know? laughs> believe me, I've had some interesting experiences. But in that regard, uh, I think that and and you also, Brian, I know. Tell us a little bit about your radio program, especially. Let's talk about the new name for your program because it so fits in with what we were just, we're talking about right here about people getting on the journey in the moving forward in their own personal journey so that they can get to a place where they can align their thoughts and their words and by the way align their words back toward themselves most of the discomfort and you can speak to this too Brian but most of the discomfort that i pulled from people was this gigantic sense of inadequacy I was such a little toucher back in those days. I, I was just like so full of him and vigor that I would sometimes be walking a, around and my, I had a friend and he would say to me, who have you been touching? Because I would I would get so down and, and I would just feel their feelings until I learned to let them go and not hold them myself. That's not a good thing. Anyone out there who's an empath, you need to pass it on, as Brian described. You just don't even let it come into you. You just say, you know, I'm sending this off and bam, it goes. But it was this sense of not being enough, this gigantic sense of not being enough. And so I find it no secret that love wants me to do a program, say, uh, about you are enough, you are okay. Um, anyway, Brian, uh, what about you? What, did you? Do you have a sense about the root cause, so to speak, of some of the feelings that you came in contact with or come in contact with? Well, I know for me personally, it's it's just like you said. It's the feeling or idea that we get in our head about not being enough. And so I want to talk a little bit about this. Where Please. do we think that comes from? If we think about it, we'll find that having that thought and those feelings within us comes from judgment. If we, we could look at someone else and say, well, that person is doing it this way or this much success, and I can't do that because we look back in our past and judge and say, we haven't done it up until this point. And so we say to ourselves, you know, I'm inadequate. I'm not enough. I can't accomplish such things. And we beat ourselves up eternally before we even give it another try. 
And so this is where, like before we talked about, not taking things personal. Yeah. We need to say, yeah. that's that person. And just like the four agreements talked about again, if we're always doing our best, we will find that we will prevail at the end. And we might not prevail in another way that someone else prevails, but we will prevail in our own unique way. Because that's the beauty of life, is we are all unique. No two people are the same. Just as no two snowflakes are the same. We all come that's from the okay. same source, but we show our beauty in a different form. We do. In fact, I have a great... Go ahead. I'm sorry. I was just going to say we all have inner beauty. Show it to the world. We do. We do. In fact, there's a beautiful... uh, It's the Shivastavatra Upanishad that says, May we harness body and mind to see the Lord of life who dwells in everyone. May we ever with one-pointed mind strive for blissful union with the Lord. May we train our senses to serve the Lord through the practice of meditation. Great is the glory of the Lord of life, infinite, omnipresent, all-knowing. He is known by the wise who meditate and conserve their vital energy. Wonderful. And the way you conserve your vital energy, my friends, is not allowing yourself to be pulled in to the uh, chaos or the discord, the maya, so so to speak, of uh, feeling that you are not enough, judging others, judging yourself, um, saying I love you and then proceeding to uh, reach out or do something that's very unloving um, or not characteristic of you. And And then when you do that, because it's almost inevitable in the human form we do, not forgiving yourself and instead continuing that behavior. It's just a bit of a cycle, uh, a big cycle. And um, so tell us about your new radio radio program's new name because it really goes with that idea that this is a cycle that we can break. Yes, the name of my radio show is now Radiate Love Radio. And it's all about exactly that. It's just, as you can see as I'm talking here, I'm very just peaceful and relaxed and radiating love through my words and through my beingness. And that's where we need to to get to. And we get to that place by just being at peace in this moment. And there's this quote that I want to give from Masao Emoto's The Hidden Messages in Water. And in it, it says, Understanding that everything exists in this one moment will give hope and light to your life. You no longer need to be troubled by the past and can know that the future can be anything that you will it to be. You as you are in this very moment hold the key to everything. And that's completely Could you read that last sentence again? Please, read the whole thing again. That's beautiful. Would you read it again? I, yes. Yes, I'll read it again. I couldn't. I'm sorry. We had a break there in, in the communication. I do apologize. Go ahead. Understanding that everything exists in this one moment will give you hope and light to your life. You no longer need to be troubled by the past and can know that the future can be anything that you will it to be. You, as you are in this very moment, hold the key to everything. Yes, yes. Every moment is brand new. Every moment is brand new. new. Exactly. And every moment is much longer than we give it credit for being. We talked at the beginning about the length of a minute is much longer than we allow it to be in our minds. We see it as, as just we are always rushing, rushing, rushing. It's 55 minutes, and if I really move quickly, that those will go fast so that I can get to the city, and then it's this, and then it's that, and it's this rush, 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 pushing minutes into a 
fast uh, atomic speed kind of mode instead of slowing back and allowing them to be their true links. And uh, the idea that every moment is is new and what you read, that passage is just vital to me because it encapsulates in about 18 words what I was trying to describe about how it feels to feel other people's pain. When you're feeling that pain, even if you don't absorb it yourself, you feel this immense sense and desire to prove that what has happened in the past is is not accurate, is not true, and there's no need to prove. And and it, it's like you can't undo the past, and and it's such a such a tragic feeling because you can't undo it. All you can do is embrace now and be who you are now, and then. As you age, those events in the past will appear to be aberrations. And and then someday someone will say, well, I would never believe that about that person. So even the most heinous things become irrelevant when cast against a life committed to love. This just popped into my head as you were saying that. And this is very unique. Um, I've been recently taking uh, painting classes at my local junior college. Yes. And I've never really done painting before. And we're painting with acrylic paint, which is water-based. And it, um, it's water-soluble, so it cleans up very easily. And because it's made of water, it dries up very quickly. And so when you're painting the canvas, if you make a mistake, all you have to do is wait a little while and then you can paint back over it and change it completely. It's like the, the paint builds upon itself. And so just like with the, with the past, yes, that's right, we cannot go back and change the past. But if you think about it as painting, you can cover up your mistakes with the new beauty that you choose in the next moment. Yes, yes. That's exactly, that's exactly right. A beautiful life on this beautiful canvas that we have. That can be anything that you choose. That's right. There's a masterpiece in every one of us. Uh, there really is. And um, I, I think that so many times we we do not recognize that. Brian, um, before I read the passage for next week's meditation, may I ask you, how's your ankle? And if we don't get to read the passage, so be it. How is your ankle? It's wonderful. It's almost completely set to go. Probably next weekend I'll be back at the gym. Um, oh, so I guess, yeah, I'm walking on it just just fine, and I'm I'm so grateful that it happened because it taught me so much. Wonderful. You know what? Next week's passage is is yes. Consider saying yes rather than maybe or no to yourself. Yes is the key to the door of hopes and dreams. Yes is empowering because it sets in motion your mind in a positive direction. Yes allows your soul to guide you to self-realization. All that is good awaits you, my friends. Nothing that stands in the way can stop you. Yes. I think for today's show, uh, what I would suggest is that you all remember that you feel in yourself when you're about to give in to the negative feelings around you and you can stop that from happening. And if you can't and don't stop it, you can pull back and if you don't stop it immediately, you can remember where you left your peace and go back and pick it up very quickly. And that's what life is about, learning to do that. Thank you. And Brian, you may have the last word today. One last quote from Masaru Emoto, The Hidden Messages in Water. If you fill your heart with love and gratitude, 
you will find yourself surrounded by so much that you can love and that you can feel grateful for, and you can even get closer to enjoying the life of health and happiness that you seek. The life you live and the world you live in are up to you. How will you choose to live your life? Beautiful, beautiful. Thank you very, very much, Brian, for calling in today and participating in this program with me. Um, have a, I would, I'm not going to call you afterwards because I'm going to try to find Bob, but have a lovely, lovely day. Same to you, Ma. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I'll talk to you soon. And we do love always. Peace be with, thank you, and peace be with you too, my friend. Bye-bye. Namaste. Namaste. Okay. Okay.